Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Maker Mom podcast. Today's guest is Jade with Donaghy Dwelling. I had a great time chatting with Jade and learning all about her uh, journey to becoming a maker mom, and I think you will enjoy it as well. But before we get into the interview, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Amy of Bison Valley Carving, Brandy Studio Obey, Kathy One Girl and Her Tools, Dan and Kelly of Reclaim Living Store, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs, Laura of Oakley Soap Company, and Mary Lou, made by Mary Lou. All right, with no further ado, here is Jade with Donahue Dwelling. Oh, Jade, why don't you go ahead and give a brief introduction about yourself? Okay, uh, my name is Jade Donaghy. Um I run the blog and the Instagram page, Donaghy Dwelling. Um, I started the Instagram page last March when we bought our home. And then I launched my blog in October of 2019. Um, I am a mom of three kids, um, almost eight, three, and um, a baby that will be one next week. Um, and then I am a wife. Um, my husband and I have been married for almost five years now. Um, and I stay at home with them and I, I just do um, DIY projects here and there when I can. Um, being a stay-at-home mom of three kids doesn't always happen, but um, that's what I enjoy doing. Awesome. Yeah, three, three kiddos at home. I cannot imagine. I've had two home for the last 10 and a half weeks. So and I've gotten pretty much nothing done. That's how, yeah, that's how we've been. Um, our schedule has been completely thrown off, and nap time has just gone straight out the window. <laughs> and so getting anything done has is, is been challenging, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, before we get into, like, how you kind of got started in, you know, the DIY realm, let's go back a bit to your childhood. Uh, what was it like? Where'd you grow up? Uh, what kind of things were you interested in? Um, I grew up in San Marcos, Texas, so um, Central Texas. Um, I lived there until I was 13, and from there I moved to Lubbock. Um, I lived in Lubbock throughout high school, and then um, from there I moved to where I live now, which is Artesia, New Mexico, real small town, um, Artesia. But um, growing up in childhood, I was very much a tomboy. I, but I also, I really loved to do crafts. I wasn't ever really good at anything. Um, particularly I'm not a very good drawler, very, very artistic, but I enjoyed doing things like that. And my parents always kind of, um, helped me to pursue things like that for, you know, every Christmas and birthday, I would always get, 
you know, a new art pad or new markers or new, you know, all of the um, crafting supplies um, because that's what I really liked to do. But I don't really have like a strong background in helping um, people around the house. My mom is actually one of the reasons why I learned to do so many things by myself because she <laughs> relied on everybody for so much. Um, just the other day, her she tripped the breaker for her stove and she didn't know what to do and she thought her stove was broken so she bought a whole new stove because she didn't know that she could just um you know flip the switch in the breaker and so she's definitely one of the reasons why I why I try to do so many things without my husband's help because I I I want to, to know how to do things and I don't um she's she's so cute my mom but I you know I just you just don't know those things until you until you learn them and so I, that's one of the reasons I've always tried to learn so many things myself that's a that's a good a good point or a good driver to uh, learn how to do things yourself she's so, so cute that story just cracks <laughs> me up um it, it sounds like something my mom would probably do too like yeah um so what about high school? So you moved when you were 13. So yeah, I moved school. when I was 13. And then um, I went to like five different high schools. I moved around a lot um, between my parents are divorced. And so my mom moved to Lubbock and my dad lived all the way across the state of Texas in Harlingen. Um, most people know it's like very close to the border, very, very tip of um, Texas. Most people know like South Padre Island is at, and it's like kind of in that area. Um, and so I would move back and forth between Lubbock and Harlingen. Uh, and so in that, I went to several different high schools and um, I didn't, I didn't really play sports um, because I moved so much. And so I liked to, I liked to play sports, but I really didn't do anything. And so um, I kind of kept to myself a lot. And that's kind of um, where I, I um, learned how to be very independent. Um, I didn't have, I was not very popular in high school because um, I was always the new kid or I was always leaving and never keeping in touch with everybody. And so um, I had like a hard time in high school trying to find myself and like where I fit in with people. Um, and then after that, I had my daughter when I, I got pregnant at 18. And so I had my daughter when I was 19. And so then even in that, trying to find myself as a mom when you're 19 and all of the other 19 year olds are in college or doing things. And then all of the other moms are not 19 and, you know, they, they seem to have um pretty stable home lives or, you know, or um, they know what they're doing as parents or, you know, and so I had a, a really hard time kind of finding my people and also finding like my path of what I wanted to do with my life. Um, so really interesting going from being in high school um, to being a mom at 19, but um, it really, really did work out for me. And then um, I met my husband when I was um, about 22. And um, once we got married, that's when I like really found like, 
I think he kind of settled me in that where of, um, I wasn't so much like searching so much outside of myself of like, who am I and what am I supposed to do with my life? I kind of felt this piece of like, okay, I can be a mom and I can be a stay-at-home mom and I can, um, I can be good at it. And I, it doesn't have to be, um, this big, hard thing. Um, so that's kind of my background with that. Yeah. I mean, it definitely sounds like quite a journey. Um, though I want to give you some assurance that I don't think anybody knows how to be a mom when they first become a mom, regardless of. That is true. Age. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Because I certainly did not, and I was in my thirties. So I that's how. Well, that even even <laughs> having a second a second child, you're like, wait, what? Did, how do I do this again? And so, <laughs> um, yes, by the third one, I feel like I kind of was very secure in being a mom. But I worried that if I were to have a fourth one, all of it would just go out the window, and I'd be like, it's totally okay for you to eat French fries off the floor in the back seat of the car. It's fine, you know, like uh-huh. all of. All of that would go out the window, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to take that from you. I'm done at two. I'm really, really, yes. really quite comfortable <laughs> at two. <laughs> my hus- that's how my husband, my husband's like three is too many kids. <laughs> like, I don't know how people, how people do multi, like large, large families like that. It's fun, but yeah. it can drive you, I mean, to your wits end. That is, that is for sure. You do have to have a certain level of patience. um so all right so how did I mean okay so you feel like you kind of got you ended up feeling settled and kind of you know kind of rolling into the role of stay-at-home mom where does besides you know wanting to make sure you know how to do things like what what starts the process of like the DIY um home stuff and and especially the making content around it. Um, okay, so when in Artesian, New Mexico, especially moving here from Texas, Texas has like an awesome housing market where you can get, I mean, a beautiful three-bedroom house for like $150,000 and like a huge yard and all of it. And so moving here from Texas and looking at houses um, that were in my price range, being very young, there was nothing um, not even anything in my price range that I could buy. So I had um, ended up buying a foreclosure. And um, through that, I had to renovate the entire the entire thing. And so um, this is my, I, at the time I was with my daughter's dad. And so we, we bought a house together and we had to gut the entire thing, renovate the entire thing. I had never even used um, a power tool before this. But his dad was really, really confident that we could do this. And so um, he kind of taught us. I mean, we ripped out all the carpet and we, you know, laid floor. And at that time, I'm still really young. I was about, I was about 20 years old at the time. I um, kind of stayed back and was like kind of helped with the baby, kind of helped a little bit, um, mostly in like the painting and picking out light fixtures, but nothing uh, major in the terms of like renovation side. But I learned a lot from watching everybody do that. And so then when we bought this house that we're in now um, in March of last year, 
I, um, it's not a, a fixer upper by any means, but there are things about it that I would like to change or that need updating. And my husband is really timid in that of like, oh, well, I don't know how to do that. I think we should just leave it alone. I think that um, it's going to be really expensive to hire somebody to do this. And I, Kind of, I'm like, I, I think that we can just figure it out. I think I can watch this video on YouTube. I know this girl on Instagram who showed me how to do this tutorial. And I'm really confident that we can rip out this tile and lay new tile and it'll be fine. And so um, I think that's where a lot of that come fr comes from. And then I've always had um, a, I've always felt like this calling to share. Um, I think it comes from the fact that you know, in high school, I didn't really find my people and I didn't ever really have that connection with a whole lot of people. And so when I became a mom, I would meet a lot of people on Instagram. I'd, you know, share pictures of my daughter and people like to follow me or I'd see people in town. They're like, oh, I saw the picture you posted of your daughter. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know they, they followed me. I think it's interesting. They don't even know me. Um, and so I started a YouTube channel when my son, he's three now, but when he was three months old, I started a YouTube channel. I don't know why, but I told my husband, I was like, I think I want to start a YouTube channel. And then like two days later, I got a package in the mail and he had bought me a camera. And so I started a YouTube channel and I actually started it on um, cleaning. That's, um, I would make cleaning videos. I was really into watching a lot of cleaning videos, like cleaning motivation and so I started to make cleaning motivation videos. And so then in that, I like really connected with people on the internet who were also stay-at-home moms who also liked to clean. And so then from that, um, when we bought this new house, it became more of like home decor and home renovation. And it just kind of grown from there. And I love it. The people that I have met on Instagram, <laughs> I call them my Instagram friends. And I'm, I'm always talking to my husband. And I'm like, oh yeah, one of my friends. And he's like, okay, an Instagram or real life? And I'm like, okay, but but both. <laughs> like, I was like, they. I met them on Instagram, but they're my friend in real life. <laughs> um, and you know, we get to share things together, and I get to ask them questions. Like, hey, I'm you know going to do this project. Should I use X product or Z product? Or what do you think about this? Or how did you do that? Or you know, and so just like learning so much from these people and it's not intimidating at all. I don't ever feel like, um, you know, I don't want to ask them because they're going to think I'm like competing with them. I don't feel an ounce of competition with the women that I've connected with. And it's just amazing. That's awesome. And, and it's, it's funny you bring that up. I have the same problem at home. It's like, oh, my friend. And it's like, Real in real life or Instagram, and at least I can say I've met most Instagram friends now through conferences, but yeah, life, but still, um, it is a great community um, on Instagram, uh, especially people in the DIY space and the maker space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so has the you were you've mentioned in your intro sharing like on Instagram and your blog and stuff, but you are con are you continuing your YouTube channel as well? I haven't. Um, I still have my YouTube channel up. I just haven't posted anything um, in probably two years. Um, I don't really know why. Well, one of the, one of the things that happened was um, 
I was filming this, filming this, um, I think it was a decorate with me. I had gotten like a bunch of spring uh, decor. And so I was decorating. My camera was up on a tripod. And my son was about a year at the time. He pulled my tripod down and it broke my camera. And I never got a new camera because I, I, I don't know. So I just like really let that like, maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I like took it as this like big phenomenal sign. Like maybe this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. But um, that's when I started to do Instagram more. But doing Instagram stories was a lot of what I would spend so much time doing on YouTube and on stories I didn't have to edit so much. And I felt more engaged because it was real time. And so people would, you know, comment or, you know, write, write back to me on my Instagram story and have more of that conversation. And so um, it's not that I don't, I don't like to do YouTube. It just took so much time to edit those videos when I get like the same amount of connection and feedback from doing Instagram stories. So I just chose to go the Instagram um, route and not really for any um, big particular reason other than it was easier at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually I may go back to YouTube but I think at that time, maybe I might just go into more of like the IGTV. But I honestly have not really looked into um, one versus the other. Mm-hmm. So here's a question for you. If you, because I'm assuming you work with brands. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Okay. So if that wasn't a thing, like if you weren't getting some some brand sponsorship and working with brands, do you feel like you would still be doing like Instagram stories and sharing your content? Yes, absolutely. Um, I've, it's been very, very recent that I've even started to reach out to brands or have people reach out to me for that. Um, I, I'm doing these things already anyway, um, especially like with my home. So mm-hmm it's very, very easy to, to share them. Um, that's one of the things that I've learned about content creation. Um, I, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of, um, you know, conference talks, things like that. And they'll say, you know, like people always struggle. Well, I don't know what to, to make. I don't know. It's hard to come up with all of this content. And I remember this one person saying, um, do what you're already doing anyway, like share what you're already, what you're already doing anyway. Or like stuff that you've already done mm-hmm. in the past. And so I've, I've thought about it. I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? Um, one of the things about, especially about stories is like, you know, talk about at least one time every single day, talk about something that's in your niche. So mine is home decor or DIY or, you know, specifically you're on my home. So mm-hmm. during the day, what am I doing in my home anyway? Well, I, you know, for instance, I make my bed so I can show you how to make a bed and decorate it with pillows or, you know, like I can share, um, you know, what kind of duvet cover I prefer over to give the fullest look. Like I can talk about little things that don't have to be such a huge thing over things that I am already doing. And I feel like that makes a huge difference in taking that pressure off of creating content. I used to think um, I have to go out and buy new stuff all the time so that I can talk about new decor. And I, I don't, I can just talk about stuff I already have and like maybe put a new twist on it or maybe undecorate a space I've already decorated and redecorate it on camera. And it doesn't have to be like this huge thing. Mm-hmm. So I, 
I think that it's something that I would do anyway. I would do anyway because it's something I'm already doing and I enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you get more enjoyment out of the, the actual, you know, the space you're renovating or the things you're making over or out of, um, the engagement you're getting with people? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that people don't talk about a lot how um, fueling it is when you know that somebody's watching you. And so it's like when you post something and then you like go back and you're like, did anybody like it yet? Or like, what are they saying about it? And so I think that kind of um, fuels a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I can be real guilty of that too. Um, there's a lot of times where I will do um, polls in my stories. Do you think that I should paint my walls white or do you think I should paint my walls dark green? And so many people, you know, will vote dark green, but I don't really want that. (laughs) And so then Mm -hmm. I have to be careful not, I have to be careful to remember that this is still my space. Um, And I think that's a, a thing that a lot of DIY or just anyone on Instagram that puts their life, you know, out there, um, to, to take those comments and not, um, not to let your life be overrun by other people's opinions. Um, because that's one thing that I have noticed, even if I don't ask for people's opinions, if I post a space, somebody's going to comment something and Mm -hmm. leave their opinion. And it's not always bad. I just think that people like to be helpful. Um, but sometimes it can be hurtful when you don't agree with it and so just you have to be really really grounded in in what you want and in who you are to put yourself out there you know for those kinds of things but um that's just like one of the things I I have struggled with in the past is like do I really like this or am I only chasing the um the, the what's popular right now because that's what's people that's what people are gonna like mm-hmm. and so um I feel like my style too is not is very interesting because I don't have um, a farmhouse style or a boho style or, you know, a Scandinavian. I I feel like my style is kind of in the between of all of the realms. And so sometimes it's hard to be like, oh, well, if I do it like this, I can just do a farmhouse style because that's what people like and Mm -hmm. not being like, okay, well, what, what do I really, really want here? Yeah. I mean, I think that's good to stay for one people can tell when you're not being like authentic to yourself Mm -hmm. and that's probably more of a turnoff versus like whether they disagree with your style you know Mm -hmm. um so I because I can see like I file follow people who I might not enjoy or like uh, their aesthetic, what they create, but I follow them because I appreciate the way they present it or, mm-hmm. you know, the the storytelling aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've, I've kind of had to learn too, because uh, it's hard to not get in that, um, not competitive, but the comparison of it, of like, oh, well, so-and-so's feed looks like this and, you know, they get so much more engagement than I do. And then like trying to copy that. And then I, I have to remember like, um, like you said, if if they know that I'm not showing my true self, I'm not going to keep that engagement because really what it is, it's it's not it's less about the home decor and less about 
the DIY projects than it is about I enjoy following this person because they teach me and they share with me and they connect with me. And that's where um, you get the real true engagement and the real following that um, that really is going to make a difference in the long run versus like, you know, chasing the follower account that you don't, that doesn't really care about your story. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because that would be a short term follower anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So you mentioned like in that first home, like you never even picked up a, a power tool before. So what was the project that led you to pick up a power tool for the first time? I think that I started pretty easy. Um, I made a, um, a shelf for behind our couch. We had a couch that was on the wall and we didn't mm-hmm. have anywhere to set our drinks and, you know, having like toddlers can't leave them on the coffee table. So we wanted somewhere to reach behind. And so I went to Home Depot and I had the shelf cut for me and then you just had to drill it into the studs and it was like an easy peasy thing that I could do. But um, Pinterest is honestly the most amazing source for any kind of um, DIY that you'd ever want to do. You just go to Pinterest and you're like, hey, what can I <laughs> what can I make? And, you know, people walk you through these um, tutorials. And so that's kind of how I got started with simple things like making a shelf or, you know, um, redoing a piece of furniture. And then it got um, kind of more I just got brave. You know, you do these little things. And you're like, okay, I could do it. And it wasn't that hard. And so then you try something else and you're like, okay, I could do that. That wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. And so um, one of the more brave things I've done like recently was um, the board and batten wall I did in my bathroom completely by myself. I saw someone else do it on, um, on Instagram, Honey Built Home. She um, did a board and batten wall in her bathroom and I loved it. And I thought, okay, I can do that. So she showed me step-by-step how to do it. So I was like, okay, I got this. And so I bought my first, um, Brad nailer and I used a nail gun and I did it completely by myself. And I, you know, how to use a a miter saw to cut, to cut, um, the pieces to fit. And it was just like this first time using all of these steps and all of these tools and being able to do it by myself and just like, my husband's face when he, I, I do a lot of my, my projects at night when my kids are sleeping. And so my husband's face when he woke up in the morning and it was done, he's like, Oh, you did that all by yourself. And I'm like, yes, like I, I could do it, you know? And so, um, it's been really cool to, to do, but I mean that you just, you have to start somewhere and that's kind of how I did. It. I just, you start with one thing and then you build that confidence to do more and more things. And so that's kind of, um, what's fueled me. Is there any one or maybe a couple um, of other influencers that have probably had like the largest impact on you on, on feeling like, you know, these are things you can do? Oh yeah. So um, I mentioned Honey Built Home. Um, She, Christine, she's awesome. Um, She's really good at um, showing you like step-by-step, but um, some of the bigger ones that made me want to start my account, for Angela Rose home and uh, frills and frills and drills. Um, they, that's when I kind of saw, saw this. Um, I thought Insta- I knew about like Instagram influencers, so to speak. 
but I thought it was like um, only for fashion or only for photography or only for like having a pretty home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I follow Cotton Stem is another one that I, but she does like home decor. And so she would like style a beautiful room and like show you how to like make this beautiful dining table, you know, or like, you know, the tablescape. And so I thought that Instagram, you could get like followers that have this following for just like the decor aspect or for other areas. Like, like I mentioned, like the photography or like the clothing is really, really popular. I had no idea that there are people out here showing you how to build things and having a following because of it. And so that really, really piqued my interest because it was something that I really, really um, enjoyed doing and I wanted to learn more and I wanted to teach people because one of the things about sharing things on Instagram is you share something and someone will message you and be like, how did you make that? How did you? And so I saw that there was like this interest and people want to learn too. And so why not be able to teach them? And so when I saw Angela Rose home was definitely one of the, one of the ones that really um, kind of, I saw her start from the bottom and reach to where she is now. And so just like watching her journey it's like, I think that I can do that too. And so that's where I'm, where I'm at. Awesome. Yeah. I, um, I had Angela on the podcast before it was a podcast <laughs> when I was doing some um, test interviews to see if there was an audience for the podcast. She was one of the first people I interviewed. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's been fun to watch her cause she was, she was a much smaller account then. And, um, it's been fun to watch her account kind of explode and her get into bigger and bigger projects. Um, so was there, or has there been up to this point, any tools or uh, a specific task that like there was any level of intimidation for you to feel like you had to get past to get the project done? Um, I feel like every tool, <laughs> every tool <laughs> I've ever used. Um, specifically, the Brad nailer um, was a little bit intimidating because I've never used a nail gun ever. Um, so that was a little bit intimidating. But um, when I redid my bedroom in November, I took off the old, it had like wainscoting paneling and I took it off and I had no idea the damage that liquid nails could do to drywall before that point. Mm-hmm. And so learn, learning how I, I remember taking it off um, because I took off one panel and it had no dry, dry or uh, liquid nails behind it. So it was fine. It just like some nail holes that I, that, and I thought, okay, this is how the entire wall is going to be. And that was not the case. I ended up ripping all of the drywall paper, like, um, it was a huge mess. And I remember getting to this point of being in literal tears, looking at my bedroom walls, thinking like, how am I going to fix this? I literally have no idea what I'm doing. I've never done anything this big before. And I remember almost throwing in the towel and I was like, I think I'm just going to hire this out. I think I'm just going to call somebody and they'll just come and fix it. And it'll be like, it never was. And it's fine. I could just hire someone to do it. Um, And then I, you know, was sitting there having that conversation and I did not want to be defeated (laughs) by these walls (laughs) specifically because my, my husband is the most supportive man in the planet. He, I could tell him, babe, I want to go be an astronaut and go to the moon. And he'd be like, okay, babe, how do we get to NASA? Like he is so supportive. 
but he also gives me a hard time about starting projects I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) so he was like uh he's like you better figure it out and so then I was like I could call someone but I know he's gonna give me a hard time if I throw in the towel and so I, I just had to I watched um some YouTube videos on what to do when you tear drywall paper and I learned how to do it the correct way so that I didn't have any issues and um and I just I just just figured it out. I mean, it's not perfect. There are some areas that I really wish I would have taken more time with, but now I'm doing the same thing in my living room. I took out some chair molding and I know how to do it now. And I know what mistakes that I made for my bedroom that I don't want to make again. And so taking my time with it. Mm -hmm. So drywall and texture and skim coating, all of those very, very intimidating, not tools, but just like a skill that you have to learn. Very intimidating. Yeah. Um, I would agree there because I would have no idea how to do any of that. Um, YouTube is like (laughs) your best friend. (laughs) So you mentioned you're kind of just kind of now getting into the like um, working with brands. Um, So what do you see is like what's your vision of this as a business? You know, I don't really know because <laughs> um, I've I've gone back and forth with a couple of things because, like I said, I um, have made stuff and people are like, how do you make that? And I've also made stuff and people are like, I want one of those. Can you build me one and I'll buy it? And so I'm kind of like, okay, is that the direction that I want to go? And then, um, so there's been like two different things that I have made that people have purchased from me. And so I'm like, okay, can I make a business doing that? Is that the direction that I want to go? Just make stuff and sell things. But then people message me all of the time too. Like, hey, I have this space. Can you help me? I don't know where to go from here. Can you help me um, design this space or help me with this? And I love doing like mood boards and I love doing like sketchups of like what potential spaces could look like. And something too, I want to go that way. And, you know, sell like design services where you buy a design consult and I just consult with you on what your space could look like and take it that way. Or do I strictly want to be one of these accounts that just does like DIY and maybe has like a a branded sponsor here, um, but it isn't really like selling a service. Does that make sense? Um, So I'm still not sure. exactly where I want to go with it so well and that's okay I'm gonna that's the secret that's okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and expect for it to pivot at some point yes yes (laughs) and change and constantly change um because if nothing else like the the I I think this is kind of like a new industry if you will like this you know social media influencer Mm -hmm. and then how that how you can design that for yourself because you're mm-hmm. exactly right. Like you could sell, you could do it as a service. You could sell product. You could do a combination of the two. Um, you could do all kinds of different things and it's going to continue to change. The mm-hmm. industry will and what people want will continue to change. And I think that's, what's also so exciting about it. Um, there's like this level of, you don't know what's going to happen next. And so it's, it's very just intriguing to me. It is, I think it is the coolest thing in the world that this is someone's job 
to create content for you on Instagram and that's how they support their families. Like, is that just not that, the craziest thing you've ever heard? <laughs> it, it definitely is. It, it was not a thing when we were kids. That is for sure. Yes. That's what my, my daughter asked me today when we were eating breakfast. She's like, mom, did you watch YouTube when you were younger? And I was like, I, I don't think that YouTube was around when I was your age, but I'll, I'll have to see. <laughs> like, exactly. It was not a thing. Yep. <laughs> Which probably blew her mind a bit because they've never yes. lived in a world where YouTube did not exist. Yes. Um, what would you say is your favorite part about like being someone in that kind of DIY maker space? Um, I think it's just a, the the prize that you feel when you complete a project and it doesn't suck. <laughs> you know, there's been a couple of things that I've done and I'm like, oh, I'm not sharing that with anybody. <laughs> but there's been, you know, a lot of things that I have shared and I'm like, look at this space that I made and I did it by myself and I, you know, and just the, the pride that I feel, especially, um, the back bathroom that I did, um, for last or for the fall, um, one room challenge is one of like the most well-known spaces in my home. And there are so many people, you know, we live in a very small town. And so there's a lot of people in our town that, that follow me on Instagram. And it was so cute. One of my, um, one of my little neighbor friends came over and she used that bathroom and she took a, a Snapchat of the floor and she sent it to one of her friends. She's like, guess where I'm at? Like, it was just so cute that people like, you know, know, know my space like that. And then two are, are excited to see it and excited to be there. And so just like, that is just the coolest feeling. It was just, I don't know, just a cute little moment like that, that really mm -hmm. just, um, and then, you know, uh, when our family comes over and they, that's the bathroom that they want to use because they just, they enjoy looking at it. And so it's, I don't know, just a cool feeling when you, when you create a space that someone else likes and that you, you know, that's like really, it feels intimate almost because it's like, this is like the inside of, you know, my deepest desires to have this space look like this. And so then when someone else enjoys it, it's, it's just really cool. Yeah, Absolutely what do you what's your favorite part about being a mom you know I have lots of favorite parts about being a mom one of my favorite things um I lived with my sister for a short period of time when my niece was about two and she would wake up in the middle of the night and I would try to go in there to comfort her and she would say no I want my mom and I remember thinking even like a young age like that thinking I can't wait to have my own kids and they just want me like that and so that's definitely something, I mean, even my kids love their dad so much, but um, nobody replaces mom, you know? And so just knowing like I'm that person for them and they depend on me and they love me that way and they need me that way is just the best feeling of, I mean, you don't, there's no replacing the love that you feel for being loved by a child like that. Absolutely. So how do you manage, especially kind of right now when everything is a bit turned on its head, how do you manage being, you know, an active mom to three, um, renovating, uh, redoing spaces and, you know, running your own business now? How do you do all that at the same time? 
Um, you know, it's still a challenge. Every day is a new day. Um, one of the things that I find the hardest to do is to manage um, not really the mom part, but the stay-at-home mom part of, um, you know, somebody still has to clean the house and cook dinner. <laughs> and that's like the part that suffers whenever I'm, I'm mid-project. And um, I felt like that has been like a real, real struggle. Um, but other than that, I mean, when I'm in the garage, the kids, you know, play in the front yard and I can watch them. My daughter's at an age right now where she can be in a, a pack and play and she really enjoys that. So when she gets a little bit older and wants to, wants to explore, I don't remember where I was. Um, so my daughter is still okay with um, being in a pack and play. And so um, when she gets a little bit older and she does, she wants to venture out, I think it'll be a little bit more challenging um, but it's also fun to include my kids on things that they can safely do. My daughter, my oldest daughter loves to help me, um, paint. So anytime I can give her a paintbrush, you know, that kind of, kind of calms her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, makes her feel included a little bit, but definitely the early mornings and the late nights are how I get mostly everything done. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's most moms that and nap time, right? That nap time. Yes. Um, but like yes. you said, right now schedules are kind of. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, my three-year-old has no sense of nap time. So um, <laughs> if I can get, you know, the baby to sleep, then I have a little bit more leeway because, you know, he's a little bit older to keep himself entertained. But if all my kids could nap at the same time, I could conquer the universe right now. <laughs> Just, <laughs> not happening yeah um do you feel like you've had any challenges um by being a female in you know kind of what's more traditionally seen as a male-dominated um field or work I really think that a lot of the um pressure of like being a you know, female or, you know, a lot of the stories that I've heard, I think a lot of that stigma I put on myself. Um, I don't think that's something that's ever been like put on me. Um, recently there was a, a couple of people on Instagram that were talking about times where, um, they felt belittled by going to, um, big, you know, hardware stores and, you know, people treating them a certain way. Um, I have not experienced that yet. Um, I, I do do certain things to avoid kind of situations like that. Um, especially I will go to whatever store I'm at. Um, I'll go to their app and find out exactly where, you know, whatever I need is for every single item. So I don't have to ask anybody for help. Um, I don't know if that's because I'm like scared of them judging me for being a woman (laughs) or I just don't like to talk to people that much, but, um, I haven't really experienced that yet, but I think that's one of the reasons why I can tend to be a perfectionist about certain projects that I do because I don't want someone to be like, to, you know, look at something I've made, especially, you know, um, things that I, I like woodworking type of things and critique them because I'm a woman. Um, but I've, you know, I've never had an instance of someone doing that to me. I think it is a lot of, um, the stereotypes, a lot of stigma that I put on myself versus, you know, from outside. Mm -hmm. 
But that, I mean, I think that makes sense. Um, like you just said, like even you being aware and other people sharing on Instagram, their um, experience, um, you know, would make you aware that that there still is some of that out there. Um, and so putting it on yourself probably is just a mechanism to try to keep from somebody else doing it to you. Something that has been like made aware for me from other people's experiences. And so um, just trying to, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, just trying to um, <laughs> so kind of like manage that in like a, yeah. a way that's like not, not also like judging people for maybe judging me, I guess. Yeah, no, I get it. And really, there's just kind of a couple more questions left. One being, like, if there's another mom who wants to try tackling some of these skills, but is hesitant to get started, what would be your advice to her? Just just to do it, just to start. Um, I mean, once you get over that initial feel, fear of failure, um, you'd be amazed at what you can teach yourself and what you can learn. Um, I think one of like the biggest reasons that people are hesitant is when it comes to the expense, they don't want to waste the money. And so starting with something that does not cost a lot of money or, um, you know, would not be terribly expensive if it goes wrong. And like with the drywall thing, um, if you had to hire someone out, that's like a hugely terrible um, expense. So just being like, comfortable giving yourself that leeway especially um I know a lot of people who are going to hire out anyway because they are scared try it first and then if it goes wrong then you can (laughs) hire someone else out but um I mean just being being okay with um just because you don't know something or you tried and you failed does not make you a failure just means that you don't know how to do that and that's totally okay so just being comfortable with with even just starting, you'd be so amazed at what you can teach yourself, especially with all of the tools and resources that are out there. You can learn anything on the internet these days. That is true. (laughs) Um, All right, Jane. So we're to the last part, which is um, why don't you shout out for people to know where they can find you on all of the interwebs so they can follow along with you. Okay, I am on um, at Donaghy Dwelling um, on Instagram and DonaghyDwelling.com. And then I have a Facebook group too, Donaghy Dwelling. Um, and then I mentioned my YouTube. If you're very interested in checking out a very old YouTube, um, it's just Life of Jade. I have a bunch of cleaning videos <laughs> in case anybody <laughs> wants to watch those. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. Truly an honor to be included with these ladies. Absolutely. All right, again, that was Jade with Donahue Dwelling. And if you want to find out how you can follow along with her, just check out the show notes for this week. The best and easiest way for you to find those is to follow along with the Maker Mom podcast over on Instagram. That is just at Maker Mom Podcast. Click the link in the bio and you can get over to uh, the show notes. You can head on over to Patreon so you can join the tribe. Really, there's and there's also uh, the t shirt link for the Maker Mom t shirt. 
with the mom squad on the back as well as some additional workwear links that you can check out there so if you are really loving the maker mom podcast there are a few ways that you can help support the podcast one would be just to give a rating and review of the podcast over on Apple iTunes that helps other people find out about the podcast. Uh, in addition to that, making sure you subscribe on whatever platform you listen to the podcast. That is also super helpful. Another way is to join the tribe over on Patreon. Uh, that's just patreon.com forward slash maker mom podcast or like I said you can find it through the link in the bio over on Instagram there's three different tier levels there's a one dollar three dollar and five dollar tier level for every month at the five dollar tier level you can pick out your maker mom tea that you want you can either get one with just the logo or the one with the logo and then the maker mom mom squad listed on the back which that one's my favorite if you are asking so that comes along with that five dollar tier level on the three dollar tier level you get a sticker you get a sticker at the five dollar tier level as well um, and that includes if and when uh, the stickers and the t-shirts get updated you get brand new of those as they get updated as well and then uh, lastly if you don't feel up to doing the patreon but you still want to make her mom tea so you can uh, support and rep the maker mom podcast you can find that again the link in the bio over on instagram or you can head on over to my uh, furniture store online that's www.freemanfurnishings.com forward slash shop and uh, look under apparel and the maker mom tees are the only ones I have up there so you can check that out as well all right I hope you have a fantastic weekend and uh, have fun with the family stay safe stay well and uh, have a great weekend until next week I will talk with you later Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.